Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. So uh, Aurora and I are here, and for those of you who don't know, Aurora is the three-year-old dachshund on the cover of the uh, on the cover art of the podcast, and uh, so she's very opinionated, loves sports, and we'll jump into things here. We are um, diving into a little bit about the NFL. I'm going to talk a little bit about college basketball, March Madness. Um, and then, um, <clears throat> you know, touch on the moves in the NFL. It's obviously being made. Um, so, yeah, first off, before we get started, we will talk about, um, we are official travel agents, uh, Aurora and I. So, uh, we specialize in Disney, Universal, World Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, Sandals Resort. So, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to help you book your next set of magical memories. Um, and, yeah, just, just feel free to reach out. Our email will be below uh, in the... Um, information of the podcast on whatever you're listening to, whether it's uh, iTunes, whether it's uh, you know Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, whatever you're listening to, um, it'll be down below in the description. So yeah, love to help you guys out. Uh, now getting into the NFL, the big news for me. Um, Obviously, there's other news that's like popped up, and there's obviously been a lot of news since our last um, episode. And sorry for last week, we were not able to do an episode. Uh, just got too wrapped up with some other things. But uh, the most exciting news for me it recently is the uh, NFL owners uh, actually decided to finally change the overtime rules. Yeah, this is awesome, guys. Um, I'm super excited about this. It's very, very good uh, for the league. It's good for the NFL. Um, you know, to be able to, to make this change. I mean, it is, it's hurt so many teams in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I, you just can't, you just can't say enough of how much it's hurt these teams, um, you know, in the playoff, in a playoff setting. I mean, in the regular season, it's understandable. When you get into the playoffs, it's a different, it's a different story, different animal. Um, I just don't know how you can, you know, let that happen. Um, in the playoffs over and over for these teams who, you know, win games, lose games, whatever, um, that they don't even get a chance to possess the ball. So I'm, I'm very excited that they are going to be doing this. Essentially, <clears throat> both teams are mandatorily um, set to possess the ball at least once. And that is all I want. That's all we want. That's, that's really all I care about as long as both teams get a chance to possess the ball, okay? Because then it gives a team, you know, say for instance, Team A comes down, scores a touchdown. Okay, game's not over because what if teams B can score a touchdown and match you? They have that chance to do it. Okay, um, so I I love it. I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, and if if for whatever reason the game the overtime match in the playoffs ends in a tie, then it will become a sudden death, just like before. And I understand that you you need to make sure the game can end. You need to make sure the game will end because there's sometimes teams are just. They're evenly matched, and they are going to stay close as long as possible. But um, I love the opportunity that we have here to make sure that the game is played out by the players. It's won by them, and uh, everybody gets a fair opportunity. So I think that's great. <clears throat> you know, looking at more details of it, maybe there's some things that are still wrong or whatever. But I think that this is a great, great thing that we've got. Um, now, a lot of people are upset that this rule is only going to be taking place in the postseason, okay? So for the regular season, just so you don't get confused at home, is the regular season games 
when they go into overtime, it is still going to be the sudden death overtime that we currently have in place. So in the regular season, if a team comes down, scores a touchdown, the other team does not get to possess the ball. This is only in playoffs, okay? People are upset. People are, like, irate about that. Guys, I don't care. I, I am fine. I think it's I, arguably, um, based on data and facts, like, you don't need it changing in the regular season, okay? If you look at it, it's close to 50% of teams, when they go into overtime, close to 50%, okay, half and half, ends up winning on t- their first touchdown possession, <clears throat> okay? Um, or the team that wins the coin flip, you know, in, you know, wins the game, um, that, that's 50% of the time, roughly 50% of the time. And so that's in the regular season. And so you're telling me that, okay, it's pretty much even um, because it's only 50% of the time. I mean, that's that's a fair amount of chances for the other team to possess a ball and that type of thing. So I don't think you need it in the regular season. However, in the playoffs, this skews higher. It's a higher percentage. Well, why is that? That makes tons of sense. Think about it. The NFL, when you have teams going to the playoffs, they're more efficient teams. Those teams know how to get scores when they need to get scores. That's why they're there. That's why they're in the playoffs. So those teams, when they go into overtime, they know what to do to get points on the board if they have to get them. And throughout the game, they've gotten a rhythm going. They're playing well like they have throughout the regular season. That's why they made it in the playoffs. And so they have more chances to end up scoring a touchdown in overtime. So this is why I think it, it's fine if you don't do it in the regular season. It makes it makes sense, you know, according to statistics that you know you only have to do it in the regular season to really fix things that are going on so i'm okay with that i mean there's going to be frustrating times in the regular season where you know a team doesn't get a chance to possess the ball there's going to be times that that happens i get it but it this is a great first step it's a great move i i i think it's great i don't know if they'll ever change in the regular season but uh i think it's good i think it's good overall so Great thing. Um, sad for the teams that this has hurt over the last few years. Um, I'm pretty, you know, it, it, looking back, it's upsetting you know, when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl and, you know, obviously last year with Buffalo and, and Kansas City and, and you know, it, it goes on and on. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's sad for those teams, but hey, they helped to, to get these changes and, and make it right now. So that we can at least be excited for. Okay. Now, Next, what I'm going to talk about is um, college basketball. And uh, I'm going to talk about the cost of a Cinderella story. Okay? Um, Every organization, well, not organization, but every school, okay, every university athletic program out there, they want that Cinderella story, that Sweet 16 run, okay? Because let's face it, in college football, there's no opportunity for these smaller schools. There's no opportunity. Um, there's less teams in FBS and FCS. There's there's less teams that participate in football, um, and the teams that are, that dominate are going to dominate. I mean, you know, dominators are going to dominate, and that's just how it is um, in college football. So that is frustrating. It's very frustrating. I think college football is tab bit broken in my opinion if you ask me that's what i would say about it but looking at college basketball i think i think they've got a, a they've still got a good structure when it comes to 
postseason and, and teams being able to compete and all that type of stuff. Now, I do think they need to fix all this crap with players leaving early and transfer pools and all that stupid stuff. But um, every school wants this Cinderella story, right? There's so many incentives from the NCAA. You get a good amount of money. You get a lot of marketing exposure, like more marketing exposure across the country than you're ever going to get otherwise. I mean, who who across the country heard of St. Peter's? <clears throat> okay, who, who across the country heard of them? Who heard of the Peacocks? Nobody. Okay, but this year, they were the darling. They were the Cinderella story. They were the one everybody wanted to hear about, and everybody looked up. And, you know, you got kids <clears throat> regionally in that area that might consider going to that school now because they didn't even know it existed. Okay, it's a bigger marketing presence than you're ever going to be able to afford on your own. And that's what the beauty of college athletics is. And that's why you should have it. That's why it's important. That's why these schools need to understand how important it is instead of dropping schools to, you know, Division Three and crap, just, you know, out of a whim. But when you have those Cinderella stories, what's the cost? Okay, We talk about how it's a great marketing effort. There's incentives from the NCAA financially, you know, bonuses basically that come to the school that they can now use to better their facilities and athletics and recruiting efforts and all that. Okay, That's a big benefit of school. What is it to the programs though? What is it to that sporting program? And that's what we're talking about today, the cost of a Cinderella story. And actually, it's pretty steep. Virginia Commonwealth University. Everybody pretty much knows them as VCU, okay? Uh, down, in, down in Virginia. UMBC in Catonsville, Maryland. The Retrievers, just south of Baltimore. And now, St. Peter's, okay? Before you had other runs of George Mason, you know, there's, there's plenty. We could go on and on across the board. Loyola, Chicago, right? And these schools, you know, Wichita State back in the day before they became a, you know, a school that people anticipated being in the NCAA tournament every year. <clears throat> these schools, like, had amazing runs in the NCAA tournament. They had that Cinderella story, and they got that return from their investment. They got that marketing effort, that huge marketing effort. I mean, to me, and this is this is being in the industry, working in the industry, and this is something that schools, a lot of schools don't understand, and a lot of schools don't. The, even the president of the school doesn't invest enough and understand the power that athletics has. Because what's the biggest difference that a community college is, is different than a university? athletics okay you're a part of something bigger when you go to a school that has athletics you have sporting events you have teams to root for you have a chance to go to the ncaa tournament like, those are things that will attract kids those are those are things that will get kids to want to go somewhere above other places i mean honestly western kentucky university i had never heard of them and i hadn't really considered going to western kentucky university but i did after me being like a sophomore or junior, I saw they go to the, them go to the NCAA tournament with Courtney Lee leading the way and Jeremy Evans, the slam dunk con, uh, you know, slam dunk champ, uh, participating and and uh, Jeremy Slaughter. You know, I saw those guys make a run in the NCAA tournament and they did it the next year too. And you know what? I said, hey, I need to take a look at this school, and I did. And I went there, and I wouldn't have considered them if I hadn't seen them go to the NCAA tournament. So. That that's the thing. I was like, you know what? I can get on. I can get in this program. I, I can get on board with this because I can 
go and watch this team and support them and maybe they go to the NCAA tournament maybe they don't but hey I've got a great athletics program I can watch and be a part of and that's what I want to go there for uh, to be a part of that culture and everything and that's what athletes and you know people that love sports and stuff like that that's what they want when they make these decisions so you know that is something schools undervalue all the time and so yes athletics is huge and it's very important but beyond that for the school when you go to the NSA tournament, that marketing effort is across the country. People are seeing you that you will never be able to touch on your own with your marketing budgets that you have. And now you have that chance. So yes, VCU, UMBC, St. Peter's, yes, they got that return on that marketing effort, that investment, whatever it costs to run that department. They got billions of dollars of advertising back. Billions of dollars. And so, you know, what's the cost? And that that cost can be pretty steep. You got a great coach in there at UMBC's, okay? Coach Odom, he was there for a long time. You got VCU's coach, you got St. Peter's coach, and guess what? VCU and UMBC were able to keep their coach a little bit longer after those runs. They were able to keep their coach another season or so. But eventually, they lose out and that coach leaves. He leaves, the program they built leaves, the heritage they built leaves, the tradition they built leaves, and then what happens? You are in a crunch point. And it's a crunch point that is vital to the success of that program. And if you make the wrong decision, putting the next coach in place, your program will not be what it was. So it is a steep cost. St. Peter's coach decided he is going to be going to Seton Hall and he will be the new head coach of Seton Hall University. And it's great, great for him. I understand it. I mean, finances and better programs, better scholarships, better kids to coach. I mean, if, you, if you're a competitor and you want to be able to compete at the highest level, I mean, you're going to make moves. You're going to go to other schools and stuff. You know, I can sit there and say, oh, you know, coaches, coaches should stay at the school and be dedicated to the school that gave them this opportunity and all that stuff. Okay, I get that. And yes, I agree with that to an extent. But for your family, for your family's livelihood, for the ability to coach at a bigger conference and at a higher competition level every year, you're gonna um, consider that. And rightfully so, in the right situations, you should take that, okay? So, um, you know, kudos to them. I understand it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think they're fine. You know, I, I think it's fine. I think that they... Um, I think, I think that they are going to be, um, you know, good coaches in, in other situations, and, and that's what's, that's what's going to happen here and stuff. I mean, Coach Odom, we haven't heard much from him. He had a down year. But, you know, for these other coaches, I mean, I, I hope they go on and do great things. They don't just go and become busts. But uh, it is a big detriment to the university when that happens if you can't put the right guy in the next position. Now, Coach Ferry at UMBC this past year, he had a really good season. Um, the, the dogs, the retrievers, uh, UMBC made a really good run uh, toward the end of the year. He got his program in place. He got the players used to playing his style, and they adjusted to his program. And uh, they, they really got things going at the end of the year, finished second uh, in the seedings of the year after starting out <laughs> very porous. Um, and then... You know, they, they almost went to the NCAA tournament. They lost to Vermont, who was an amazing team that ended up, um, you know, playing really well up against Arkansas in the NCAA tournament. So um, that's a program that I think is going to be okay. Um, but VCU, we haven't heard from them lately. St. Peter's, 
who knows? Are we gonna hear from them ever again? I don't know, that's a big cost, but it was worth it. You ask the president of the university, you ask the teachers, you ask the coaching staff, you ask the players, you ask everybody around, it was worth it, okay? So take take it as you as you wish. Um, you know, everybody's gonna have a different opinion as to as it was it worth it or not. You know, um, but that's ultimately what you're trying to compete for. And there will be programs that end up getting there and they stay there for a good amount of time. You know, Wichita State, they did that. VCU, they did that. Those programs were consistently making the NCAA tournament over you know a 10-year span and and that's what we want to see from these schools that end up doing this we want to see those programs get there where they're always constantly competing so you know what's the cost is it too much i don't know you be the judge um all right next we're going to jump into the nfl we're going to talk about tyreek hill and Devontae adams um two of the premier wide receivers in the NFL. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot to talk about with these guys moving on. Um, To me, the bigger story um, is actually Devontae Adams. Uh, I know people are going to be like, well, why? Why Devontae Adams? Well, Devontae Adams because when you look at it, when you look at, you know, what's going on there, um, you know, Devontae Adams is leaving the guy that made him the guy, Okay. Aaron Rodgers made him the guy in Green Bay, and uh, who knows if he will be doing that? Who knows if he will do that again um, in Oakland? And I, but I believe he will because Derek Carr loves this guy. They've been wanting to play together for a long time. I think they believe in each other, and and I think they're going to do really well. But Devontae Adams is going to a team that is competing. They're going to compete. I tell you right now, the Miami Dolphins are not going to compete, guys. They're not going to compete. You still got a conference with. You still got a division with Bill Belichick. Uh, you still got a division with, uh, well, let's not really talk about the Jets because you know they're not really there yet. But Zach Wilson's getting better. That's, that's a better team than what they were. It's a better program right now than what they were. We'll see how, they, how Zach Wilson ends up. But you also got the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills are going to win that division. I don't care what you try and do. I don't care what you say. The Buffalo Bills are going to win that division. So... Is the Miami Dolphins going to be competitive? No. I don't believe in Tua. I told you guys this. I don't believe in Tua. And I'm telling you, I don't think this team will be competitive with Tua at the helm. I really think that he will lose the job again, as he consistently has tried to do with his performances. And if he loses the job again, and Teddy Bridgewater takes over at some point in the season, guys, when is it enough? I get these guys come in the league young. And they need time to mature, and they need time to get better, and they need try, they need time to advance. But what happens is, if you put them in, and you rush them to start too quick, you push them too quick to start. Guess what happens? You ruin them. So even if you put them with a good coach, a good program, a good a good team around them, they will not be able to compete because they have that trauma there. It's basically trauma because they're scared of getting sacked every time. They're scared of getting sacked every play and blah blah blah. Like that's that's what Tua. That's what's gonna happen with Tua. I'm I'm telling you right now, he was put there too early, and he has changed his playing style from what was successful to a different playing style that's not gonna be successful for him. Watch the games. I'm not even gonna go into details about it. Watch it. Look at what I'm talking about. His confidence level is different 
in the things that he does well. And he doesn't feel those things work for him now, and he's trying to adjust, and he is going to stick that way because he has been shown for two seasons now that it doesn't work. So, whatever. He can force the ball to Tyree Kill all he wants. Yeah, he's got great, amazing targets. And guess what? You guys should have done this. You should have made this move back when Aaron Rodgers was uh, moving around. Back when Russell Wilson was still possibly moving around. That's when you should have made this move is when you could have got one of those guys to come play with you. Because you know what? Look at the Denver Broncos. They got a lot of talent around them at the skill positions. Miami does too now. What do you have to, to, to go with them? Tua Tungavailoa? Really? Really? <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, kudos. I, I think it's great for Oakland. I think that's going to be the most competitive division in the league. And uh, for the Dolphins, good luck Tyreek Hill having a good season. Um, now, Bruce Arians retiring. Guys, I'm not going to say much on this. Um, you know, I, I think I think it's funny because I really think that Bruce, uh, Tom Brady came back and Bruce called Tom and was like, hey, how did how'd that go? And, and Tom was like, oh, man, you need to try it. You need to try retiring, be gone for a few weeks, and then just come back. Just just come back because it was the most amazing rush of my life. <laughs> that's what I feel like happened. It's not what happened. That's, that's not going to happen. But it's hilarious that, you know, Bruce is, like, trying the retirement thing now, too. Um, so he's not retiring. He's stepping down from head coach position and, and whatnot. So I get that. But uh, just really funny, really funny situation to me there. Now, um, last thing I will mention here is uh, UK. Well, we talked about college basketball. You know, we talked about upsets. We talked about Cinderella stories. We talked about St. Peter's this year. Okay. And all my UK fans back home, calm down. Okay, I'm going to do the Aaron Rodgers here. Relax. Because everybody flipped out. Oh, this is the worst loss in, in UK basketball history. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, are you serious? Go back and look at some of the worst losses we've had. <clears throat> we've had worse losses in the regular season than we've had in the NSA tournament. Okay, like... The NCAA tournament, you've got top competing teams all the time. There's there's regular seasons. You go back in the day, and we've lost to some pretty awful teams, okay? Like teams from conferences that you don't even know of. So, look, this loss to St. Peter's, everybody freaked out. This is the worst loss ever. This is horrible. Get rid of Coach K. All this crap. And if you guys go back and listen to my podcast, you go back and listen to my previous episode, we did a one-and-done episode, and it was about Coach K and how he's only going to win one championship while he's there. He's already done it, so he's not going to win anymore. And we thoroughly believe that. The way that he recruits, the way that he brings these players in, yes, that was the thing for five years, six years there, uh, you know, maybe even close to ten. There was that run of, hey, you go get the top guys, you bring them in your program, and you're going to have a chance to win overnight with these freshman phenoms right okay look that's great but that fade uh, that fad um that phase of college basketball has gone that ship has sailed okay and calipari he tried changing it this year he tried bringing in some veteran guys he tried to get guys in the transfer portal and whatnot and that's why he's he's a guy that will try new things that that's why he did the one and done thing he was so successful at it he started that made it big and huge Okay, and he's trying something new here. And I think it helped the program because they had some veteran guys who knew what they were doing out there. So I appreciate that, and I think that was good for him. But for the most part, he's still 
is you know it's throwing guys together that haven't meshed together it's throwing guys together in their first year together and playing and stuff like that and when you get into close games against veteran teams like st peter's you're going to struggle you're going to struggle and that's why i believe that stories like st peter's will end up happening a little bit more during this time period because all the top teams are still doing this one-and-done type thing. They're still going out and getting those top guys, those freshmen who are going to leave in a year, and there's all these people that are thrown together, and the transfer portal's not helping anything. So I think you're going to see some of these veteran teams that you know they've grown together and they played hard together end up playing really well. Look at Vermont this year. Vermont played really well up against Arkansas. And if they had won, I'm telling you, they would have had a really strong run. St. Peter's had a really strong run. There's plenty of other teams that, that would have had really strong runs had they have like gotten past the one hurdle that they played in the tournament because they're veteran status. They know how to play together. They know how to play the game as a team. Okay, And that's a huge thing right now. So look at the teams that are, that are still there right now. Yeah, Villanova, okay, which Jay Wright, one of the best coaches, loves to coach a team mentality. Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. All of those programs, all four of those programs are programs that are still, they they stayed and bought into, I'm not going to dive into the one and done. Yeah, we might bring in some one and done guys, but we're going to get guys that are invested and want to stay in the program. And that legacy is now flourishing this year and you look at those programs you look at how those teams are built you look at the players on the teams it's not like that one and done crap and that's the beauty of it i love that i really do but if you're uk fans relax and i'll tell you another reason to relax because st peter's went out there and played amazing basketball st peter's went out there and you know what yeah oh they beat the number two c kentucky that's a horrible loss guys that's, that's not a horrible loss. That's really not, okay? Um, St. Peter's went on to beat number seven seed, Murray State. St. Peter's went on to beat number three seed, Purdue. Okay? <laughs> it's not like they beat UK and then got thrashed, okay? They, they beat UK in a close game. Okay, anything under 10 is a close game in the NCAA tournament, really, because you start getting free throws and all that crap at the end of the game. They beat Murray State, who was a seven seed, who who was the darling of the OV, OVC conference, Ohio, or Ohio Valley Conference. And then they beat Purdue. Purdue was a number three seed, guys, just one seed lower than than UK. So it's not like UK just dropped the ball. It's not like UK just lost to this team that was garbage. No, this team continued to roll. This team continued to go. They were a veteran group of guys who bought in together as a team, understood the game, listened to their coach, had a great foundation, and that's why they beat UK. And if you're UK, yeah, I know you freaked out. Yeah, everybody said it's the worst loss in history. Get ready, Coach K, whatever. Look, each each next round of games that went on and the more St. Peter's won, I hope you guys realize you should eat your words and shut your mouths because that wasn't an awful loss. They lost to a good quality team, okay? It just sucks it was in the first round. But if they had went up against St. Peter's in the Final Four and lost to them there because St. Peter's had made this amazing run already, you guys wouldn't have said this crap, okay? So that's what I'm getting at. Like, just calm down, okay? 
Focus on the joy. Focus on the positives. Like, be excited for this team. Say, my gosh, this team is amazing. They're going to make a run. They beat UK. They're going to make a run. They're going to be really strong moving forward. Instead of sitting there saying, this team's garbage. UK should have destroyed them. Like, no. Don't do that, guys. UK was a decent team this year. They were a pretty dang good team. Probably the second or third best team of Coach K's lineage at UK because it was guys who were veterans yeah, they were thrown together for a season this year. But they were guys who had been playing college basketball for more than a year. And that made them a good, strong team together. Um, it wasn't as strong as these teams that have been together for two to three years on the same court. And that was the difference. So, yeah, um, calm down. Relax. It's okay. And we move on. All right? So, yeah, that's it. That's it for today. Um you know, we'll see how things finish with the NCAA tournament. Um, right now, Aurora and I have uh, Duke and uh, Villanova in the final game of the NCAA tournament. Um, we had Villanova in our bracket winning the whole thing. Um, so, you know, we had we had Villanova winning the whole thing. Uh, we had them beating Gonzaga, which is obviously not going to happen. But uh, Duke and Villanova in the final game, that's our prediction. And we do think that... Um, Sadly, we think Villanova will win. I think it would be awesome for Coach K to, to end up winning on his way out. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a UK fan. I grew up in Kentucky, so I had to be a UK fan. I don't like Duke. I don't like North Carolina. But you know what? I, I do respect what Coach K's been doing. I do respect what he's done while he's been there and sticking to this, you know, bringing in good guys, core guys, and not just jumping into the one and done. Like, I respect Coach K for what he's done there with that program, and uh, I hope he gets a good send-off. I hope he can win it all. But if he doesn't, I hope Villanova gets it. I love Jay Wright. Uh, we live up in that area and everything, so it's a good, good opportunity for that Villanova program. So, yeah, that's it for, you, for us today, guys. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. But, yeah, like I said, feel free to go and uh, email us if you need to book a trip or anything for travel agency stuff. Like I said, we specialize in all these different categories. We can do cruises, anything that you guys are looking for. We can help you take care of it. We can handle as much or as little as you want. It's absolutely free service. Okay, absolutely free. We work off of commissions that are already built into the prices, whether you book it or not. Um, so you won't be spending any more money if you work with us or not. Now, uh, yeah, and uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, send out the podcast to some other people. We'd love to get more people listening in here um, on Aurora's opinions. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, next week we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. We don't know yet. Maybe some insane stuff. Who knows? Who knows what headlines are going to pop up? Maybe jump in the NBA. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Have a great week, rest of your week, and have a great weekend as well.